Welcome back to The Square. I am your host, Curtis the Fifth. And I'm Curtis the Fourth. And we are back talking NFL football. Preseason week two is now in the books after last night's games. Did you watch Jaguars Saints? <clears throat> I had no, no, I did not, unfortunately. I will say Jameis threw a bomb in the very first first drive. He, I, to me... Caught the highlight, though. I did see that. Okay, play. hands down... New Orleans, give up on the Taysom Hill experiment. J- Jameis Winston needs to be put in. He was needs he, to be the QB. Was he named to start yet, or is I, it just that? He's, I, I, as far as I know, as it stands right now, nothing has been confirmed. Got it. Um, But I think today is the 24th of August, so what are we? A week, two weeks, and two days out from the start of... NFL regular season? Yes. Only, yes. I guess we're two weeks in... No, we're, we're we're one week in just a few days out from our draft, fantasy football-wise. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, man, it's just... September 5th. It feels great September to be in, <laughs> in in complete NFL mode. Um, But, yeah, we're here talking AFC North preview. Uh, We want to just preview, as we have been with this entire series uh, for this offseason, just looking at some key storylines, making some divisional predictions, and and looking at some of the biggest moves this last offseason for these teams and kind of previewing their season, seeing what storylines we need to watch out for, some some key things from each of these teams in the AFC North. and we're going to go from there. So let's dive on into that. And let's start with the the upstarts from last year. And <laughs> who had arguably, who should have been rookie of the year if he would have been able to stay healthy. And I think that's kind of the number one storyline coming out of Cincinnati is Joe Joe Burrow <laughs> back for back for week one. Is that confirmed? Uh yes, he is back for week one, and he's at he's number one on the depth chart. He's ready to go. Perfect. Um, won't matter because soon after that he'll be injured again because they decided to go wide receiver instead of O line. Absolutely, <laughs> in the draft. not so perfect that offensive line, but uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know how excited to get it for um, Cincinnati. I, you know, which we, going all the way back to the draft, we I have been just torn with yeah. where the direction of. Of the team, it's like you know, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Technically, because it was one of those you could take Chase, but you're really gonna suffer the consequences of this. Now, if Joe Burrow finds another major injury or get get gets massively hurt this year, mm-hmm. and now he's damaged goods, and they have to go a whole different direction. And what was the point? Okay, I mean, you have a nice pair of receivers or a nice receiving crew, but if you don't really have the quarterback to protect, you know that that's going to be able to execute the plays down the field with, it's not going to make make a difference. So it's kind of putting the cart before the horse in a sense. So I'm just, again, this is going to be an interesting watch. I think they're a very good team. However, I just I'm I would be concerned being that the coming off the injury that Joe Burrow just came off of. And now they didn't technically or quite, I felt, address the issue at hand, which was that offensive line and giving him some more protection. But I'll, I'll, I'll defer over to you. No, I, was, <clears throat> I completely agree. That's my biggest issue with this team, with this roster as a whole, is you didn't address the the biggest, like you said, the biggest issue was the offensive line and lack of pass protection and quite honestly the reason why you only won three games is because you or sorry four games last year is because you you lost your 
franchise quarterback due to absolutely dreadful offensive line play. It was the the most obvious thing wrong with the team. You just drafted a wide receiver last year in T Higgins, who had a great year one. Uh, and you still have Tyler Boyd over there. I understand you want to do this whole reuniting with um, with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Just put your franchise quarterback with his favorite wide receiver of all time, mm-hmm. uh, for him anyway, and trying to re- recreate something there uh, that they did in LSU where, what did he throw? Almost, what, 60 touchdowns that that season? So I, I, I 100% understand why you go that direction, but... As to me, preseason week two was just the epitome of why you don't do that. Uh, I know he only had like nine plays, but you go out there, he has three targets, Jamar Chase does, and he had three drops. Right. And that happens. It's a rookie wide receiver dealing with the NFL speed and trying to get his legs under him, especially after a season where he took off completely due to COVID. Right. So he's going to have a little bit more of a kind of learning curve to the NFL and a ramp up to the NFL. So you have those issues and then you still have the the most glaring issue in having no offensive line so to me it it's this they've got home run hitters but they just don't i don't think that they're going to have time to set up any any real substantive substantive plays this this uh, this season it's just it's not going to i don't think it's going to look pretty um i know Head coach Zach Taylor, um, I don't think he's on the hot seat. Just being that this is year two for him, mm-hmm. um, but then again, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, they they might look to go elsewhere if if they don't put it together. Uh, but I'm I'm not really going to. I don't think judge either judge Joe Burrow or Zach Taylor off of this season in last season alone, only because. Clearly, the offensive line is the biggest issue for this roster. I, I don't think that there's <clears throat> any questions about that. Now, also defensively, they they're they're not looking too hot either. But offensive line wise, they they literally I don't I don't think they have a guy who would go start anywhere else in the NFL. And that's on either side of the ball. No, on on the on the offensive line specifically, I don't think they have a single offensive lineman that would start anywhere else. Possibly not. Um, I, I mean, to taking they 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 went and grabbed a, a pair of um offensive tackles, you know, in the draft, but neither one of them broke into the starting lineup. Yeah. And again, you could give I guess gives a little bit more depth to the offensive line, but again, are we really addressing the protection that he possibly needed? And I think they needed to address that starting that's that needed to be a shake up off that line. And then that did not happen at uh, all. Um so like you missed out on uh on a bunch of guys this, this past offseason. You missed out on Joe Thune, uh you missed out on the Eric Fisher sweepstakes, uh you missed out on David DeCastro. Mm-hmm. Uh just you keep going further and further down the line. Orlando Brown trade happened and I know it's hard for you to make a trade within the division. I get that Baltimore uh, being the, per- the the team that they would have to trade with, mm-hmm. but still you got to make some play. If, if, when you miss out on all of the free agent offensive linemen and then you don't address it in the draft, 
substantively. Mm-hmm. Um, and you decide, okay, we, we're going to go in the direction of let's have a high-powered offense. Okay, let's just do whatever we can at this point now that we have the weapons because I, I think Joe Mixon is a solid running back in the league. I think your, your receiving court, including Jamar Chase into that receiving core. Mm-hmm. You have a very solid receiving core. You have a franchise quarterback in Joe Burrow. I mean, the stuff that he did before he got injured was absolutely fantastic. I mean, he he was having a, a an insane season. They weren't winning games, but he was still putting up insane numbers, still making fantastic plays throughout the throughout those nine-ish games I think he played. Mm-hmm. Um and so it, it looked good. It just was a matter of, okay, let's just go protect him now. Um, and even when you have a couple of trades that have happened with, with offensive linemen in mind, I mean, the Bears just picked up Jason Peters. You couldn't make any offer to Jason Peters to come to come sign for, for you guys? Like, I, I just don't – I don't see where – where that disconnect is, I don't. Do they really believe that these tackles are that much of a difference makers? Obviously not. Evidently not. When you you point out the fact that there's they neither one of them have broken into the starting lineup on either side, left or right tackle. So substantively, they've made no real strides at fixing the these offensive line issues. Yeah, outside of we'll retract one statement of outside of being Riley Reef was the only mm. offseason signing. And, and to I, me, and I, not moving the needle. Yeah, it's, Riley Reef. I did again. I probably the reason why he ended up signing with Cincinnati is because he couldn't get a starting job anywhere else. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not, not trying to really take any shots at him. It's just I, he he's good for depth to me. If you need a guy to come spell your interior offensive lineman, Riley Reef is a great guy for that. But I don't think he's going play in play out. He's going to get beat, especially in this division where you've got defenses with insane pass rushes. Mm. I mean, you, you've got to face Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett twice a year. And I think Olivia Vernon's still there in, 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 in Cleveland. Um, you've got to end up facing uh, Pittsburgh with TJ Watt. Like, <laughs> how are you expecting twice a year to allow you, you mean you're just going to continue to get teed off on let let Joe Burrow get teed off on six times out of the year because you decided not to protect him, right? So I I think I, I we've ragged on Cincinnati enough and and they're because uh, I just think that that's one of their the the biggest mistakes out of any team this off season that was the the worst non move to ever make is to not fix the offensive line here. Yeah, um, almost. It's almost like it was an addition with by subtraction in a very odd sense of just yeah. Let's add a right receiver, but you lose so much on your protection. Where what are you really gaining at the end? And of the you day? you're missing out on. I mean, and when you go with Jamar Chase again, I understand the thought process as to why you would want to do that, but you have to weigh for your roster in your in your organization as a whole. Okay. We add Jamar Chase. It really, it really pleases Joe Burrow to have Jamar Chase, another weapon that he can go to, another guy that he already has great rapport with. It's not going to take too much time for them to rebuild that chemistry back together. A hundred percent understand all of that. You, you get a guy and you, and you really please your franchise quarterback with this. Cool, but 
you have to weigh that against the option of either Rashawn Slater or Penny Sewell, mm-hmm. who are guys that are generational offensive linemen in this draft. And you just decide, nah, nah, we're fine. We'll kick the can down the road. And you're not going to that. Those guys don't come around every, every draft. Like no. you don't always hit on offensive line talent, talent in the draft. And you had two home run hits to that, that you could have chosen there. And, and for all we know, Jamar Chase, I mean, based off of this last week, three, three targets, three drops, that could be his career. Maybe hmm. after taking a year off, he just he can't find his legs again in in, in, in football. Hmm. I don't expect that. I'm not saying that that's going to be what hap- that's going to be what happens. But you you took a real risk going with Jamar Chase overtaking the safe and honestly the the better bet is to what would actually help your team win more games mm-hmm. is going with a guy like Penny Sewell at five and and really shoring up one side of your offensive line to at least make sure that he's not getting blindsided and hit in the back of the head by an errant Khalil Mack or an errant TJ Watt twice a year or or Jeremiah Wusukoromoro who just came over from to to Cleveland now. Mm-hmm. Uh, or sorry, that that was and yeah, no, yeah. The, that's that's Cleveland. Jason Oway is in in they they drafted Jason Oway in Baltimore. Like they, 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 these guys are coming to absolutely take <laughs> off the heads of all of the quarterbacks in this division. That mm-hmm. that is a hundred percent what they're doing. And Baltimore in, in Cincinnati doesn't have a pass rush to kind of counteract that, and they really don't have an offensive line to counteract it. it it's I just it, whoever the GM is there, it, it just seems like that when you're looking down the road at the time of the draft as it stands now, like no matter which way you try to look at this. I don't see what, where the value of going for Jamar Chase is greater than the value of going with either Rashawn Slater or <clears throat> Penny Sewell. You don't. And this is where, <laughs> you know, this is where football and analytics stop and where politics begin. And that's mm. where it happened here, you know. Politics or just the P, but the, Cincinnati but the PR, ineptitude? What can it... What the, <laughs> yeah. Apart from that. <laughs> <let's>, <laughs> so we get just in the take on that, Let's just move on. That's, okay. a good, that's a good stopping point. It doesn't even matter. Okay. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. <sighs> it, it's just frustrating. So, but let I mean, let's talk about their additions at least this this off season. <clears throat> like we've stated time and time again, Jamar Chase, biggest ad here. Yep. Um, Riley Reef, as you were saying, that's that's that is a big thing. For some reason, they have him listed at left tackle. Did they change that? Because I was almost positive he was an interior offensive lineman. Right now, they got him listed as right tackle. Yeah. Riley Reef to me, was never a tackle. Okay. <laughs> and both of their draft picks became guards. The one is right and the one is left guard. Okay. So. Um, and then they ended up adding Trey Hendrickson uh, at the end and mm-hmm. Mike Hilton. They, they did try to make some moves defensively to get better. Um, and they also got Chidobia Wuzier. So exactly, Call the, a couple of corners. Yeah, they're they're really trying to make sure that they're not getting beat over the top for sure. And uh, part, and again, I'm not to go into it and beat beat a dead horse. Apart from that first that, that first round selection, they this team is almost primed and to make that turn. But uh, as you were so eloquently putting it out there and really taking your time doing it, and that was fine. You know that this can be this can actually set this franchise back another two, three, four, or five seasons now. Yeah. Just based on 
a, a you know a, a you series of unfortunate yeah. events that's going to happen based on this whole scenario now. You, you know? don't find offensive line talent like that. And you and the other thing is, is that you don't want to be in a position where you can get offensive line talent like that. You don't want to be drafting at five again next year. Exactly. Which, based off of my prediction, I'm just going to say it now. They're going to be in that realm next year. <laughs> like it's just it's just not looking pretty for this team. Based off of they 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 took steps in the right direction in certain areas. Like I said, with getting Riley Reef, awesome, and kind of doing what you could to defensively address some of the issues that you had, especially at DB. But then you also lost veterans in AJ Green and John Ross, which John Ross to me is not that big of a deal. AJ Green truly is, even though he didn't play very much the last few seasons, mm-hmm. he definitely did bring a presence and as especially as a mentor to guys like T Higgins and guys like uh, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd. Um, and then, I think the biggest blow is you lost left in Carl Lawson. Mm. That's massive to me. This dude, he week in, week out is a surefire going to get at least one sack. Yeah. It doesn't matter who, what offensive line they're going. I mean, even if they were going up against now Kansas city's offensive line, I think he's getting a sack. Mm. It's just, this dude is that talented and you lost him. So, and granted it, it kind of gives me the same feel as kind of, the Raiders when they ended up trading away um, Khalil Mack mm-hmm. only because they truly aren't ready to pay a guy like that. Cause even if you do pay him and you still have him on this roster, you don't have an offensive line to, to offensively be effective right. and be efficient. So to me, I I understand why you let him go, but as still, it, it is going to be a blow for this team, even though you did get Trey Hendrickson in return. Um, but is there anything else with, uh, with the Cincinnati that you want to address at all? Um, considering their debacle in the first round, I wanted to say, um, picking up wide receiver, Mike Thomas or re-signing, uh, or Mike Thomas, not to be confused with Michael Thomas, Michael in, Thomas <laughs> in New Orleans, um, <laughs> not the same guy, but he's definitely, he's that number four guy. I'm only okay. showing, I'm only speaking to where their strengths are because, the only way I see that this works, they must gonna have a like a really you know a quick pitch count, hurry up type of style offense where they're just cranking out you know trying to move the ball quickly and a lot of a lot of short passes, a lot of a lot of guys you hitting in the slot. You got a lot of weapons yeah. on the offensive side with you know with your receivers. Of course, you got a Joe Mixon who can move the chain. That way, you're not overtaxing him. I, I just I don't know. I, not that they were gonna go into a run and shoot style offense because they don't do that in the NFL anymore, but just something in a more hurry, a more frequently hurried pace, maybe a seven, you know, 10 yard strikes, you know, as opposed to looking just for the big bomb plays. You know, Are you expecting to them to be one of the fastest pace offenses in the league? No, I said, I think that's what would be <laughs> beneficial to how they're building their team based on the protection that they're getting, that he needs to get the ball out and get the ball out quickly, yeah. you know, as opposed to, I don't to, think Zach Taylor has the, cause if, I would say if Matt Nagy was the head coach right. of this team, that would be a little bit more feasible because he can actually scheme up plays specific and to... And that's why I'm speaking to the demise of this this franchise. Because okay. <laughs> based on where... Because this is what happens when you get a Jamar Chase. You have just now 
you know, that's where if you, that's where you're gonna put your strengths in. And, no, they're gonna try to put it all on the shoulders of this yeah. average offensive line again, and that's gonna be a problem again. And keep in mind, this isn't to take a shot at Jamar Chase for being lack no, of whatever. He's he's a very talented receiver, but again, he's a receiver. He needs somebody to get the ball, and he and the quarterback needs time to let the play develop. And and they will not. They are going to be under. I think this is going to be a team that's going to be under the most pressure. And the, this Joe Burrow will be under probably the quickest pressure in the league statistically. And and right behind him, Joe Mixon. That's yeah. and it's going to work hand in hand. Where this offensive line, this is where you had to get it right. If you're going all in on Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, yeah. you know you got Tyler. You know you got the T Higgins in here. Well, you know Tyler Boyd has been been that guy. He's that he's that mainstay. And but you then you feel you're ready to make that turn and let go AJ Green, and then you replace it with. Oh, Jamar Chase, which will have probably been the logical second choice, but your first choice needs to be addressed on protection. Moving on. I don't <laughs> want to be the dead horse. I just I, as I kept looking at the offense, it just is built for that type of, you know, for that type of success. They're going to try to, you know, just, you know, try to, you know, st- st- um, ta- ta- tactically work their way down the field. This is going to come up. It's going to be a problem because that offensive line is not going to be able to hold for four quarters. Oh, they do have a rookie starting at offensive line. I just pulled up their their starting roster. Who is that? A uh, Jonah Williams is uh is slated a, to start. Is he? A, I didn't know he was a rookie. Uh, yeah, he wasn't a rookie. drafted by what? Was he drafted? Yeah, he was drafted by Cincinnati in the. F- mm. Not in the first no, five rounds. Never mind. That was in 2019. Why does it say that he's a rookie this I year? I don't know. He's not okay. Uh, never mind then. Uh, yeah, you're right. They're just kudos <laughs> to that website. <laughs> yeah, they misinformation there. Moving on, As they just didn't update it. Just some of them are like that. Oh yeah, because they still have. Okay, yeah, I will leave this website. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, no, it's just this this roster as a whole. They, it's going to be tough. And who do you have their starting tight ends? Because that's going to be huge to have. Because they won't be able to be there in pass protection, but they will. They really will need to step up their tight ends uh, in the run game for C- sure for Joe Mixon. Yeah, CJ Uzama and Drew Sample. So Drew Sample is still there. Yes. Um, number two on on the depth chart. Yeah, that's tough. They have another Thaddeus Moss in the wings. I don't know if he's going to be relevant in the next week or two, along with also a Mason Shrek. Shrek. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, they're they're in peril. Um, As we stated, I think we overstated <laughs> it now. So let's move on. <laughs> let's talk about another sad team, Pittsburgh. Um, is this the end of the line for Pittsburgh? I'm just gonna come out and ask it. Uh, are we going to? No, you know what? Are we going to see the first? Mike Tomlin losing season. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, this will be that. <laughs> this is gonna be that that year. Um, they got talent. They have like veteran leadership. A lot of pride. One, you know, one of these, you know, state staples in the in the in the, uh, in the league. Just gonna be a hard out this year. However, they're gonna. It's gonna be a lot like last year, minus the you know. 
they they, they fizzled out at the end yeah. all of a sudden. It's just it's gonna show in the beginning through the end, you know, where they they're they're their team in decline. And I don't think they begin to start really addressing where where they want to go as a football team until next year anyway. So with that, you know, we're seeing, you know, part two of what we started from last year, you know, last year. And this is, it's just, you know, the fall of Pittsburgh and it was, it's happening where they're going to, I think they're, 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 I really believe they're going to miss the playoffs. You know, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to be a bubble team, but you know, somewhere around week 14, 15, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be in that talk, but then, you know, between 16, 17, 18, you know, it, it you know, it that that's gonna be the end of that. But which I have very interesting um at the wrong sheet, of course. Mm. So <laughs> yes, I have a very interesting finish of Pittsburgh. So Okay, we'll yeah. get to that in but a yeah. minute here. Um I just wanna first because I agree. I, I just I, I am not impressed by Pittsburgh at all this year. I know everybody's talking about the way that they came out and they played last year in their first eleven games. Yes, they started eleven and zero. But again, like you said, the way they finished, they lost five of their last six games. And if we really look at the one win in that in that span, they should have lost that game to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis had them dead to rights in the first half, and God damn it, Philip Rivers fell apart. They did. <laughs> if they had any other quarterback in, <laughs> Indianapolis wins that game. God, go get Joe, Jacoby Brissett back and play him because he would have won that game. But, man, they had them dead to – they were up by, I think, three possessions at one point. Yeah, it was, it was unfortunate. <laughs> they had no business being in that game at the end. No, <laughs> and and I will say that is credit to Ben Roethlisberger in that game. I will give him credit because he he did keep that offense in there. He he really went heavy on Deontay Johnson, and we you and Chase Claypool are going to bring us back because we all know they're double teaming Smith Schuster, and that's going to be the winning formula for every single game this season, which is going to be a problem because you cannot game plan. That can't be your game plan every single. You really game. can't. I, you know. and I think. And I will say, this preseason, I have been thoroughly impressed by Najee Harris. And I do, uh, you were, I think, I think my pre-draft take on Najee Harris was, I don't think it was harsh, it's just, it's not something that I saw mm-hmm. where a power back can be that dynamic. Mm-hmm. But he's from freaking Alabama, I can't, I can't, I can't argue it. It's just, he he's that good. And, but I do still believe even though news just comes out, Travis Etienne has a foot sprain, and now he's more than likely out for the season. I didn't want to bring that up. I was just like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll leave it alone. No, like, it, well, he is my favorite running back out of this draft, and now we won't even be able to see him in that dismal Jacksonville offense. Um, no. But that's neither here nor there. Najee Harris, though, I do think he's going to be in contention for rookie of the year. I don't think he's going to win it because the offensive line he's behind is just dreadful. Yes. I mean, they so let's go over what they lost. I mean, because I think their only key addition is Najee Harris in the draft. I, I don't know if you have more that you you think are noteworthy. I had a couple. I mean, they're not going to they're not going to move the needle for you, but <laughs> just a few. Um, offensive line, um, Joe Haig. Uh, he I can't really say his name right. I know. So I'm yeah. <laughs> you, I'm, 
But you, any any offensive line help? Is He's help. not even starting on this offensive line. No, I know. And that's the like this but, offensive but, line is that bad. But hold on, was <laughs> <laughs> you so quick to want to sit? He's next in line. He's number two, number two right tackle. Um, Zach Banner has already got a questionable tag on him. So I'm like. I'll, and he's in, he's in, he's in. He's, so he can't even beat a guy who's gra- questionable. He's in ground central <laughs> with for next man up with Mister Mike okay. Tomlin. So get out of here. He, he's the next man up. I'm like, so get, I mean, like, okay, today you want to clown him? Sure, ha ha. Week two, he's gonna be starting. <laughs> he's gonna be clown when Miles Garrett just absolutely bull rushes this dude into oblivion. <laughs> In in well, what? I gotta be him <laughs> <laughs> because Miles Garrett's gonna be picking on him. That's what's gonna happen. He Miles Garrett is not gonna stay on one side. He's going to be okay. Where where? What's his name again? Joe Joe Haig Joe Haig Haig whatever. Joe, I'm Joe. following you all day long. Wherever whatever side you're on, that's the side I'm on. That. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Why you just you just feel like picking on somebody today? Okay, I, their offensive line, and I'm sorry, Joe. I just it's you're you're on a very bad offensive line, and I I will say they do have weapons like we like we stated. Deontay Johnson, I think, is a solid number three wide receiver. Chase Claypool still remains to be seen if he he can bust out and be maybe a number one, possibly a solid number two. And we all know what our take on Juju is. It's he yeah. he is the number two of number twos, and they're really trying to make him a number one, which I don't think is going to be the case. Now he is on a one year deal, so is he going to get a bigger deal with Pittsburgh next year? Is he going to be looking to get out of this Pittsburgh situation next year? As I hope this is Ben Roethlisberger's last year. I I really don't want Ben Roethlisberger's legacy to be. I played for way too long because I think he should have been done two years ago. And he and I I think many people will agree with kind of that take that Ben should should hang this up. With that, you know, taking we we went kind of went through their weapons and and mm-hmm. um they did just have a big a big pickup that I thought that would help and which is um uh, yeah, running back Kalen Balaj. Okay. Because that's even adding even more yeah. depth to cuz there's been some um there there um there's already been reports out there they're kind of down on Benny Snell and yeah. he's almost uh, like non-existent. They were down out on there. Benny Snell when Le'Veon Bell was still there. And and then you exactly and then and then now you know they there's some rumblings that Anthony McFarland has been making some some strides but okay. then you bring in the and now I'm hearing they got a Kalen Balaj signing they have a really solid running back yeah. core that's going to take pressure off this Ben Roethlisberger really trying to throw for four and five hundred yards unnecessarily trying to keep them in the game winning forty one to forty three or something crazy yeah. you know okay they're good for a game or two like that but beyond that. That's this is what I mean by they're gonna miss the playoffs because this team is not obviously not balanced. Whether it needs to be from the improvements of you know the quarterback to this offensive line that of course has been decimated. Um, it's quite you know I have to question you know the mindset of Juju Smith Schuster right now and for his, sure and winning and what what it is you know I don't even want to get into the psyche of that right there. <laughs> I, I just think that's I don't know. Uh, I just, I'm not, I'm not big on that pick, and we you know you got, you still got Eric Ebron out there, but you know, and maybe he's going to be probably maybe one of the most important people to the offense, maybe because maybe uh, Ben Roethlisberger may, Ben Roethlisberger may need a quick target to hit. Yeah. You know, all, is Vance you know. McDonald still there? Uh, he is not. Who's their backup tight end? 
Pat uh, Firemuth. Yeah, Firemuth and Zach Gentry. Okay. <clears throat> so it's, yeah, you really, we're looking at it, you know, and I mean, I know that it has a lot of talent coming out of those wide receivers, but again, almost similar to what we were talking about in, um, in Cincinnati, it's, it's going to be about that offensive line. You know, I think this offensive line is a lot better than Cincinnati's line. However, <laughs> considering they, you know, the Pittsburgh seems to be playing more in high stakes, you know, yeah. NFL football as opposed to Cincinnati, True. you know, in the, uh, in the same league, <laughs> in the same division. But with that being said, you know, at least Pittsburgh, you know, it, it's, you know, for, for them to compare to compete with the, you know, the Baltimore's and now the Cleveland Browns, you know, just in your own division, let alone, yeah. you know, branching off into the other divisions in the conference, you know, yeah, it, that that's, that's going to be a glaring, you know, spotlight on that offensive line. Yeah. I mean, just I think their two losses on the offensive line are they were their two biggest strengths on the offensive line that they lost in David DeCastro and in Alejandro Villanueva. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I mean, the, the, you just can't lose guys like that, especially the fact that David DeCastro is only, what, 31? Mm-hmm. Like, this dude can play another four years. Why are you not giving him a contract? Why are you restructuring Ben's deal and not restructuring David DeCastro's or, or extending David DeCastro? Right. Especially when you're going and drafting a guy like uh, Najee Harris. It just it, There's questions there that just... I, you, you, those things you, you really can't defend. It, it's just... You lose those guys on the offensive line, and 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 not to say that this defense is going to be bad. I do right. think, though, it is very underrated what happened this offseason to this defense. They lost two key linebackers, in my opinion, that I don't think we're talking enough about. They lost Avery Williamson, who mm-hmm. inside linebacker, definitely a, a playmaker on this on this defense last year. And then they also lost Bud Dupree, literally their their rock, hmm. outside of T.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. They those are two massive losses that I that I do not see us talking anywhere near enough about because yes, they do have T.J. Watt. He is going to be a force. He is going to be a guy who's going to be a game record week in and week out. That's hands down. That's T.J. Watt. That's the just Watt brothers in in general. They they are going to to mess up a game for you. You will not be able to stick to your game plan when you're playing a Watt brother. But at the end of the day, if it's just him on the pass rush, it, it's not going to be looking pretty. And I know they have guys like Joe Hayden in the in in, in the backfield, DB wise, and and uh, Minka Fitzpatrick as well. Ask the loss. I I don't know how this defense is going to adjust really to losing a. a a stalwart or or a, a captain or a leader on this defense like Bud Dupree. Like that I think that's a criminally underrated move that happened this mm. offseason. <clears throat> yeah. Um <laughs> I don't have much to come behind that cuz uh, like I said this is Pittsburgh in decline. Um and I, I think this should just take two right now and we're seeing the um you know the sequel. Cause it's just that, cause I, I, because this is the end of the road for Ben Roethlisberger, and it seemed like they wanted to just kind of send him off with this, you know, honorary year. And here, I think we're looking at it right now, cause, and I think that's part of what why Juju is there, and yeah, then this is an eroding defense. It's a team in question. Like, what is the what is the identity of this team? Like, it doesn't have that 
steal or you know mystique about it really i mean yes it's a tough team to go in there you know to you know even if you was going to pittsburgh you, you know it's like if you if you got your head on right and you know it was like man we we could stay with them probably about about the halftime you know i think teams would be like man we could take these things yeah you know and re- with confidence like you know they they did you know they're just they're waiting for a big play to happen they're like that boxer who is just waiting for that one big land that one big punch you know mm-hmm. Just trying to look from trying trying to land a hay haymaker, anything to try to change the course of the fight, but have really nothing. It's just that's it. Yeah, they're gonna be a one trick pony in a second. But um, I don't want to sit there and condemn the offensive line. I'll just say I have concerns. Um, and I have a lot of them. I just I'm very concerned about that. So I don't yeah. you know for eighteen week season. Yeah, and a quarterback of his age with recent injury history. Mm-hmm. It, that that's something you have to be worried about. Uh, he's not going to have a lot of time to let these speeder, speedy dis- receivers really break open down the field. I would say keep keep on the watch. Just keep it on the back burner, Dwayne Haskins. Just throwing it out there. That was another thing that I did want to talk about. Okay, I right think this is new life for because I don't think Ben is going to make it through all. 17 games of this season. That's a very real (laughs) assumption. And I can I can understand why. Is he still listed as number three on the depth chart though? As of right now, yes. I they need to move him up. Mason Rudolph is not it. And from everything that I've seen, and uh, granted, it's just preseason. I get that. But even with Mason Rudolph running with the twos, and what I'm seeing from him, he does not have command of this offense. And he's been here for three years, four years now. It's been a while, and he just does not have control. And Dwayne Haskins, though, his issue was a lot of decision-making, a lot of one-read one situations. He wasn't even able to do that. And he comes in there. Now, he did take a very, very big hit in, in, the, in the Hall of Fame game. I'll, get, right. I'll give you that. Uh, but outside of, of that and maybe a couple of plays here or there the last two weeks, year four for Mason Rudolph here, mm-hmm. um, Outside of a couple of plays here or there, it really does seem like this is a different Dwayne Haskins than what we saw out in Washington. The way that he has a lot more command, he he's the ball is coming out way quicker mm-hmm. and a lot uh, with a lot more velocity when you watch him play, and he's being way more decisive with the ball. It doesn't seem like he's thinking about playing football. He's just playing. He oh, looks nice. like he's back when he was in Ohio State. Okay. And I'm not saying that he's going. He d- he deserves a big contract down the road, but I do think, especially moving forward, this he's a sneaky guy that could possibly take over this this starting role with uh, with Pittsburgh moving down the line past this season, 2022, 2023. We might be talking about Dwayne Haskins leading this this Pittsburgh team. In, in the future here. And I think it's an audition for both Rudolph and Haskins. Like just I think this is the last the chance for Rudolph. And that could be, I mean, it's almost like an accelerated, you know, Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston thing going on here. Um, where, you know, Rudolph will get the, you know, say Ben goes down, Rudolph gets the starting job. He's been here a while. He knows the offense better than anyone else that's there, even a Dwayne Haskins. However, you know, the minute I think he start begins to struggle, that's when, you know, he might have a very much, a much shorter leash than the, you know, than, than one would be given considering Ben Roethlisberger went down. 
And at that point, I could see Dwayne Haskins waiting in the wing, especially if he starts his rep starts picking up mm-hmm. and he continues to just look good, even with whatever reps he's been given. I mean, he can find himself starting you know, sooner, much rather than later. Yeah, I, I and I would not be opposed to it um, from just the little that I've seen. I, I, I am I do think we are going to possibly see some some Dwayne Haskins later on in the season, uh, especially if things start going wrong and, and bends down. We might be be seeing a couple of weeks worth of firsthand game reps with with Dwayne Haskins.